Hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things moss with Kate One Madison and me, Blake. This is our 41st, why did that, sorry, I struggled on that word, 41st episode. <laughs> we are back with A Court of Mist and Fury. Um, remember, so like last week we came back to A Court of Mist and Fury, before that we had our couple uh, Court of Silver Flames episodes, so if you're still catching up on Silver Flames, uh, definitely go back and check those out. We did kind of like a recap how we liked the book, and then the second episode is just like theories and predictions. Um, so anyways, this week we are definitely back into A Court of Mist and, Fl- uh, Court of Mist and Fury, dear Lord. Um, we're going through chapters 59 through 61 this week. These are pretty short, guys, and then on top of that, we realize we only have like seven or eight chapters left of, until Wings eight and Ruin. How many? Eight chapters left. Eight chapters left. Chapter yeah, 69, because there's 69 so, yeah. chapters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I mean like we're... Mist and Fury and sixty nine chapters. I just feel like Moss was it's doing a great it right. Combination. Moss was doing yeah. it right. So yeah, Do we're we... almost through this book, which is kind of crazy. But <laughs> so I feel like I had to adjust this last week. <laughs> but so we've all been really busy. Still, um, we thought we would all calm down. Uh, we we didn't. No, this one's Caitlin's fault. This was no. Oh God, I, I was fully be apologize nice, for it. I blame you because I reminded her. Fully, I reminded her, yes, and I was remind- on a swim meet this weekend, so I was not on Instagram as much. So I reminded yeah. Caitlin. This one's on her. So basically, guys, uh, what we're trying to say is we're really sorry we didn't post a fan theory Friday this week. Um, yep. And by this we, was- we mean Caitlin. Yep, this is. I take full credit for this. I don't know. I I have reminders in my phone now for every Friday, so we are good to go. <laughs> I would just like to point out that, like, I did remind you. <laughs> you did, 100%. And I woke up Saturday morning. And, and I was in the car most of the day Saturday with no service. And then at a wedding. Like, I, I, I literally woke up Saturday morning, and I don't think I was functioning at that point, which is weird. Oh, you know what it was? I had been up since 4 a.m. That's what it was. I'd been up since 4 a.m. for some reason. 4 a.m. on Friday? No, I literally woke up at 4 a.m. on Saturday. That sounds like plenty of extra time to do a fan theory Friday. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I don't even know what to say there. Yeah. Okay. But, nope, this is fully my fault. Okay. So let me start with the recap. (laughs) And this recap is going to be a little different, guys. Okay. Yes, people. (laughs) Yes, we get it. There are only two queens at the meeting last week. We get it. Thank you for your messages. Um, thank you for the people that were... We appreciate the constructive feedback. <laughs> thank you for the people that were nice about it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I would like to point out, Blake, can you please read the sentence that says... Yes, please, because please I... read okay, the sentence it... where... Um, one, I'd like to point out, we're in a room full of people. There are multiple mortal queens, and none of them have names at this point. And I'm going to, uh, Caitlin took a hit. I'm going to take a hit because I'm pretty sure I was the one that was like pushing where I was like, guys, I'm pretty sure there's three. So, so like I take, so, okay, so guys, read the sentence chapter- because this is, this is easily confusing. Okay. Because of the way she wrote it and the fact that there are no names and there's more than one blonde queen. That's important. Okay. Chapter 57, second sentence, only the eldest and the golden haired queens came this time so obviously because she used the plural because there are two queens there we were confused because there are more than one golden-haired queen 
a blonde. And I'm blonde be, oh, queen. Oh, don't come at oh, me look. because I said golden haired queen. And they'd be like, oh, God, there's only one. Whatever. But, like, I just want to make it very, like, apologies, guys. I know you probably were frustrated reading it. Or, honestly, I'd like to think it was more entertaining because y'all were probably listening going, you dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> like, yes. But I, I just think I, mistakes were made. <laughs> and I've, re- I've read this book I don't know how many times, and I swear to God, in my head, it's always been three. Like, in my head, I always have read that as three queens. So now, this is a prime example of how when you go back and reread but- things, it's a new thing. But the golden hair queen was literally so two-faced and so back and forth yeah, with, like, for her emotions that I literally was, like, I didn't fight as much because I was, like, what the, like, I mean, I could see it. Like, literally, it looks like there's three the people in the room. The problem is well, there also... no names used. Names, yeah. And yeah. so. And, the, like, the placing of characters throughout the chapter. I reread it. Like, the placing where they are throughout the chapter and how they move is also kind of confusing. But I will say I'm 100% taking it. I definitely thought Braylon was one of the blonde queens, but apparently not. So apologies there. Yeah, so we apologize so for that, for everyone that was frustrated, but mis- we are mortal ourselves despite not wanting to be. So <laughs> yeah, please, I hate it forgive here. <laughs> please forgive us. Please forgive us. But anywho, so that's where we were. Um, anyway... The meeting with the mortal queens goes south, but um, then the golden-haired queen thankfully leaves the other half of the book. This And, you know, obviously we just gave away our best-kept secret, and the city of Valaris is attacked, and, like, everyone is surprised. Except all the Super readers. I just, I'm not really sure how we're surprised, but whatever. Um, and then, so while everything's being attacked... Farrah decides to stay and fight for her city, for her people, and yes. then she decides to take on the Ator, which... You forgot a big part of the recap, Mads. What? Cassian was at the symphony. Okay, I that was not a big part of the fucking... Oh, come on, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. I'm just picturing baby Cass just sitting there listening My to the God, Alicia. a big part of the recap. My, I am going over the major things. Yeah, cast the major thing. God, that was literally one sentence. But what a sentence (laughs) it was! Someone came to fight today. (laughs) My God, I'll tell you what, feisty. All right, so lost an hour, and like the feistiness is now coming out. Oh God, don't even. Oh my God, (laughs) I totally. I woke up this morning, and I was actually super pissed off. I woke up this morning because one clock said it was to a swim meet. And I'm exhausted. Yeah. So, like, this uh, yeah. is about to be... I was just very confused. I walked out into the kitchen and I was like, why? Why are there two different times? And then I was like, ha Yes, right. That's why I'm tired. Okay. So, I'm kicking it off with chapter 59. Um, <clears throat> like Madison said, Farrah's being a badass with her fucking water wolves that then turned into, like, ice wolves and then turned into flying wolves and then they were, like, falcons and eagles. It's just fucking awesome. Um, and so, she's defending the rainbow and that's when she sees it. Now, remember, most of the art, like, there was a, like, a legion of Ator. Atar, Ator. But I'm going to do their their cap, or their lowercase Ator. Because they're, like, the, you know, like, the Ator. The like, that's what they Ator. are. Yeah. This motherfucker <laughs> is the... Yes, they're baby Ator. Baby Ew. little baby Ators. Ew, God, that's cute ones. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. No. So this motherfucker, though, this is the Ator, capital A. This is that... Mother, but we just all want to punch him right in his ugly little face. So that's talk. 
Bartok. Oh, I don't want to tell. Oh, now I feel bad. Like <laughs> Damn it. I'm conflicted. I, I know we called him Bartok earlier, but Bartok. I forgot that reference. But, like, <laughs> I know. I, we can't punch Bartok in the face. He's so cute. Okay, what if the baby atours are Bartok? Are Bartok. There we go. Baby atours are Bartok. Yeah, but they're attacking people and getting decimated by Cass, Naz, and Reese. And <laughs> so, okay, There's either way, no you guys, bottom line, Bartok's dead. Yeah, Bartok's dead. Okay. So, she, Feyre sees Bartok, and she's just like, not today, motherfucker. So, she winnows to a rooftop. And remember, she's in the middle of a fucking battle, and she's able to concentrate and winnow, and she's still, like, learning how to do it. So, already, like, cool. And so, she winnows to a nearby rooftop. And she's just watching because the Ator, being a little bitch he is, is trying to, like, skirt away, like, oh, no! And he's, like, flying away back to the sea. And so she's like, "Uh uh-uh, not doing this. But she hears Reese is trying to get to her, and all she hears in her head is him screaming her name. And, guys, she's so strong now with her mental shields, she's able to block Reese out. I feel like people gloss over that. That's pretty freaking strong. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he mentions it later. Like, he can't get through... Her mental shields. That's how strong she has them. And I'm like, also, for the comfort that I know he would bring her and, like, he'd be able to help her, I think it's badass that she's, like, she knows. She's like, no, I don't I don't need this. I can do this on my own. I need to focus. So she, like, closes everything down. And she was like, she can hear Reese trying to get in. And I love this. The Ator was mine. And I'm like, oh, yeah. She's got a, she's got, he's got a lot to uh, answer for when it comes to Feyre. So... Then, I love this description, though, because Reese is joining the battle, and this is kind of like a, like our first real glimpse. I mean, we get little hints of it at the Court of Nightmares, but this is our first real glimpse of, like, how Reese's power plays out of, like, his darkness. Like, the darkness power, and it's pretty fucking cool. So, in the distance, rushing towards me, towards Valaris, a mighty darkness devoured the world. Soldiers in its path did not emerge again. My mate. Death incarnate night triumphant. Fuck me, that's hot. And How many times does she say mate? <laughs> a lot. You know what? I'll allow it here, because that description of, like, death incarnate night triumphant, okay. Fucking, like, darkness at his beck and call devouring people? Oh, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So then, she's winnowing, and this is what I think is impressive, because when they were trying to teach her how to winnow, you have to, like, focus on a spot, right? Like, it's, like, a, a physical, like, whatever you're focusing on. And that's how you get there. And, um, she's, so she's trying to winnow literally to a moving target, i.e. the Ator. So she is using her, like, all of her abilities, really, mainly, like, the winnow and then the mental, uh, ability. Because she's, like, latching on to what she calls, this is disgusting, the oily smear of its malice. Like, that's, like, the vibe that the Ator gives off. And I'm like, yeah, that fits, that fits. And so she literally... A beacon of corruption and filth. That is what she uses to, like, get to the Ator. So she emerged from wind wind and shadow. And she's literally on top of the Ator as he's trying to fly away. So they're, like, high up in the sky. She just winnowed into the middle of the, like, air, basically. And so its wings, like, it tries to hit her with its wings. And she plunged the ash arrows just in through each wing. So she's not fucking around. (laughs) Even though she's literally, like on top of him, he's the one keeping them up right now, she's like, fuck you, takes the ash uh, ash arrows through his wings, just shredding them, and so it starts falling, and in the span of the heartbeat, like, she's just, like, wrapping herself around him, because she's like, fuck that, she becomes a living flame 
that burned everywhere I touched. So now she has put ash arrows through his wings. She is literally burning him alive as she holds on to him. And, like, it's trying to, like, get away. And they're just everything he he deserves. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, like, free-falling everything. And she's just, like, I don't even, she doesn't even care that they're free-falling at this point. Because she's, like, fuck this. And then, as she's burning, she gets her dagger. And she's, like, timing it perfectly. Because she's, now she's looking and she's, like, okay, I gotta time this. So, like, we're hitting the ground perfectly. And so she just starts, like, stabbing him. But each stab, she's, like, this is for Reese. Stab in the ribs. And then the Ator's just screaming. Yanks it out. This is for Claire. Plunges it in. And then she twists the knife, which is even better. And the oh, I just like, ugh. oh, I love this. He's cursing. He's begging her. I was like, beg you, motherfucker. Like, shut the fuck up. And then she's still making, like, she's starting to look. She's like, okay, there's people. She's trying to make sure they're not going to hit them. And all of this is still, she in her forge hot grip. She's still on fire as she's, like, stabbing him. And then she leans in close. I love this. And this, I breathed, leaning close, leaning close to say the words into its ear, into its rotted soul. I slid my dagger in a third time, relishing the splintering of bones and flesh. This is for me. Fuck. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. And so, she waits, she waits. I, ca- I could count the cobblestones, see death beckoning with opening, open arms. And death is capitalized, which I thought was kind of cool, because I was like, oh, like, literally, it's like the death, like, the entity is there. And then she gets close again, and she goes, I'll see you in hell. And then she just leaves her dagger in its side. He hits, she winnows, lets the tour just fucking crash. And he hits, it literally is like cracks and splinters because he hits oh, so hard. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's so gross. Oh, that's so gross. So cool. That's gross, but, but like badass at the same time. Right? Yes. She's literally like the epitome of like vengeance, like vengeance incarnate. He may be death incarnate, sure, whatever. She's vengeance incarnate and together that is a badass couple. So... She winnows away just in time, which I think is even more... Like, her winnowing skills in this scene are freaking amazing. So she winnows away at the last minute and kind of, like, basically... I I imagine she does, like, a barrel roll when she, like, lands on the cobblestone. But she, like, leans into a building. And the, like, force of it was so hard, she literally cracks a built like, the plaster in the building. She hits it so hard, but she's like, okay. What raw power. Right? Seriously. And so she, like, looks down, like, she looks ahead, and I think this is, like, a moment, like, everybody would need. If you went through this and you, like, killed, like, one of your tormentors like this, she takes a moment and she sees the the dead body of the Ator. Like, it's, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the closure. Not only did you kill him, but you can see his body. And, like, he's, let's just say, Bartok's, I mean, there's no coming back. He's, his wings were a twisted ruin. There's scraps of armor, splintered bone, and burned flesh were all that remained. I was like, oh no, he ain't. He ain't. It's not. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh god. Like uh uh-uh. uh. What was that? What? What? That that flies. I don't that's know a, what that that's is. That's a good reference, Rasputin. That's from Rasputin. Anastasia. I only know this song. Caitlin, oh, the guy that won't die. Rasputin won't <laughs> die. That's like literally like the whole. I know. That's I actually like somewhat historical. Like People could kill him. That, that flies. That was a good reference. It was. I and was thinking Caitlin, about the song. Oh, Caitlin, oh. she is feisty right now, girl. You better give her credit where credit is due. I was like, that's a good reference. <laughs> uh, 
No, it was a good reference. I was thinking about the song. I had been watching. I don't know what I've been what I've been song? Listening to too much random music. It's like the rah rah. Oh, rah rah. I'll have to. Sh- Hold on. Okay. Bar talks a cheerleader now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So she sees uh, Bartok's dead, R.I.P. Not really, though. Fuck you. Fuck you, Leotor. You don't get no R.I.P. Um, and then, that wave of darkness, Resan's power, at last hit my side of the river. This is so cool. So again, the description of his darkness power fascinates me. So it's literally like a wall of darkness, but no one cried out at the star-flecked cascade of night that cut off all the light. So, everybody in Valaris just inherently trusts him, as they should. Like, he's a great High Lord. So, no, none of the civilians, as it came through, they weren't, they weren't scared. It was their salvation. And, but this is what's great. I thought I heard vague grunting and scraping, as if it had sought out hidden soldiers lingering in the rainbow. So, the darkness, I think of it as either just, like, an extension of Reese's consciousness, or it's, like, this literal, like, cognizant being that is at his, like, command... But what the darkness did was it swept by, and basically all of the civilians were left untouched, but the darkness was able to, like, find the remaining soldiers and just, you know, brutalize them. So, but then, as it found the final soldiers, it vanished, and that's when a crunch of boots before me, the beat and whisper of mighty wings. A hand on my face, tilting up my chin as I stared and stared at the splattered ruin of the Ator. So she's kind of in shock, and he's, he kind of just, like, gently lifts her, like, chin to look, like, look her, look him in the eye. Reese. Reese was here, and, and I had, and this is really, I, okay, fuck. I understand they're surrounded by carnage and ruin, but, like, this is a much-deserved moment and, like, needed moment for both of them. I know, like, this battle wasn't on the scale that we'll see in A Court of Wings and Ruin. It really, and it, but it was a lot more than like the cave scene where she had to visit Reese because there's civilians. It's somewhere she loves, not just Reese is in trouble. Everyone, everyone, and everything she cares about really at this point, except for her sisters because they're in the mortal realm. But like everything is at risk, and it was a a wide scale attack and just brutal. And I like like Reese recognizes that too. Like that was one of her most brutal like kills. It meant a lot to her. Everything. So he had to. He took a moment to kind of, like, sit with her and, like, help her come to Earth, but also to remind himself that, like, she's here, she's safe, and both of them, I think, needed this. So, he leaned forward, his brow sweat-coated, his breathing uneven. He gently pressed a kiss to my mouth, and this, to remind us both who we were, what we were. Because I think that was, like, a moment where they both needed to, like, take a moment to, like, Kind of remember that they had each other, their bond was there, like, there's good in the world, you know, you know what I mean? Like, this was a dark fucking experience, and, like, you need something to, like, bring you back. Yeah, to distract, to bring you back. And that's what it does. My icy heart thawed, the fire in my gut was soothed by a tendril of dark, and the water trickled out of my veins and back into the Sidra. Because also, what this served to do is, like, kind of calm Feyre down, because she was literally thrumming with all of her power. So, like, it was literally, like, she was hyped, and, like, she needed to just kind of calm. And so he's just, he's, like, staring at her, basically, and that's when they start hearing the people weeping and keening. There was no more screams of terror, no more bloodshed and destruction. And I, this, my mate murmured, Farrah Cursebreaker, the defender of the rainbow. And I'm like, she has so many dope names. Yeah, she really does. I like that one. I really like that one a lot. she really does. And 
they just kind of sit and mourn together. Because, like, this is a, it's not a loss, per se, but, I mean, this is a pretty, this is pretty bad. I think we tend to, like, and I know it's because in Wings and Ruin, you're not really in Valoris a lot, so you kind of forget the destruction that happened in this attack. You know what I mean? And, like, Court of Silver, Frost and Starlight, you learn a little bit more about it because they're still rebuilding. And then A Court of Silver Flames, they kind of touch on it. So I think it's easy to forget how pretty, I'm pretty sure, like, this was very destructive. Like, this was a very big attack on the Like, a lot of damage and death happened as a result of this, um, of this attack. So I think, like, it's hard for, to conceptualize because we never get, like, a, we don't get a lot besides these uh, next couple chapters and, like, obviously during the battle, but, like, I feel like people forget how much, um, like, of an impact it had. And honestly, I feel like for the people of Loras, this was probably even more jarring because, again, this secret was kept for, like, thousands of years. So these people had lived in safety. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I don't know. I feel like it was probably just even more jarring for them. But... <clears throat> But, like, this last line, even as his city willed, the High Lord of the Night Court held me until I could at last face this blood-drenched new world. A.K.A. Yeah. we are at full-blown, like, that war, that the battles that they had been fearing, the, the conflict, like, it's happening. We're, we're in it. It's begun. Um, it is time. Oh, my God. So, like, this... <laughs> <laughs> I like how we're talking about how we're in a blood-drenched new world, and Caitlin's just like... <laughs> Hey, isn't that Lion King? It is time. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. That's to like welcome a new king and celebrate, not like, oh yay, we're at war. <laughs> it is time. Jeez. Very different vibes, Caitlin. Very different vibes. Read the room. <laughs> oh, I find myself so entertaining. Oh my god. <laughs> Anywho. Are you done with your chapter? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I don't know how to talk. It is time. It is time. For chapter 60. Hey, Madison. I love this chapter. Oh, man. Okay, so. Can I just say, I'm pretty sure some really bad shit could happen in this chapter, but as long as they spoke about what you're excited about, you'd be like, this is a great chapter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Death, burning destruction. But. Oh, but. <laughs> But let's talk about this ring. <laughs> okay. So, um, I mean, it starts off well. Valaris is secure. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we're obviously not in a good place because they said, you know, um, the wards uh, the cauldron took out have been remade, but they hadn't stopped to rest for hours. They uh, had worked, like, to you know, um, kind of clean up the city, heal, patch up things, hunt down answers any way they could, um, which I don't know what answers they were looking for, really. Like, obviously, it's Highburn. Um, right? But <laughs> I'm not really sure what answers we were still looking for. Um, we Were they, uh, like, trying to look to see maybe the connection between the queens and Highburn? But I'm like, the connection is you showed it to the queens yeah, and Highburn's yeah. army showed up. Yeah, I'm yeah. not really, that I didn't really understand because it was like, you know, hunt down answers. And I was like, what, what questions are still lingering here? <laughs> They're bitches. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't really know. But anywho, um, and so now it's like three in the morning, which I want to note. Okay, so. It's three in the morning. 
This this has got to be the longest day ever. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this has got to be because we had chapter 55. Okay. Then the very next day, they went out to the camp. This is all still the same damn day. No, it's not. There's been days in between because Almeron's trying to break the code. Okay, that's... And that's why they... And, okay, that's interesting, though, because then in this chapter, they talk about how they haven't shared a room yet. No, so what happened was they... So they went to the camp, and then when they got back to Valaris, Reese and Moore had to go to the Court of Nightmares, remember? Because that's why Az and Cass were hanging with Feyre. That's why Cass was at the symphony, i.e. it was a major oh, part Jesus. of the recap. Full circle. <laughs> she but no, yeah, so it, but no, you're still, I mean, even if it's not a long day, it's literally been maybe, like, three, three days. Yeah. So, like, what a week. What a fucking week. What a week. Anyway, um, okay, so three in the morning, um, everyone's, like, coated in dirt and blood. Cool. Yeah. Um, Cassian is, like, sprawled out in the armchair. <laughs> His face is, like, battered, but it's, like, healing slowly. Um, Amarin was, like, not really better off. Um, Her gray clothes hung in, like, strips. Um, Her skin was, like, pale. Um, Half asleep on the couch across from mine, she leaned against Az. She (laughs) leaned against Az. I love Az's reaction. Az, who kept casting alarmed glances at her, even as his own wounds leaked a bit. (laughs) Atop his scarred hands, Azriel's blue siphons were dull, muted, utterly empty. I mean, they are just worn out. It has been like the day from hell. I love that Amrin tends to curl up on the couch and sleep, because there's at least one other time where, like, Feyre notes that, like, Amrin's literally, like, curled up like a cat almost sleeping on but the I couch. But I love and I'm that trying she's, to... like, curled up with Az. I love that Az is, like, you can imagine he's probably, like, don't breathe, don't breathe, don't breathe, don't move, don't move. He's, like, I wonder, yes! if I, wonder... I wonder, like, you know, what, like, his shadows are doing at this point. Uh, they're probably, like, hiding, like, please don't make us come out. She scares us. <laughs> um, anyway, so, <sighs> Vera recounts, like, as I help the survivors in the Rainbow tend to their wounded, count their dead, and begin repairs, Reese had checked in every now and then while he rebuilt the wards with whatever power lingered. Honestly, wow, that he still had power after, like, pretty much, like, sending all of his, like, what did you refer to it as? What? Darkness? His, yeah, but you referred to his darkness as something. A uh, living being or something. His arsenal. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's like a living His darkness thing. arsenal yeah. out into Valar. Oh, I like it. Darkness arsenal. Um, there we go. Anyway, so during one of the re- brief little breaks that they had, um, he told me what Omrin had done on her side of the river. So with her dark power... She had spun illusions into the soldiers' minds where they had believed they had fallen into the Sidra and were drowning. Um, and they believed that, or they believed they were like flying thousand, thousands of feet above and had died and had dived like fast and swift for the city only to find the street mere feet away. And like then they would like crunch their skulls. 
Uh, the crew- Which, that makes so much sense. Because during the battle, we, like, when they described it, they were, like, clawing at their throat and shit. Yeah. The crueler ones, the wickedest ones, she had unleashed their own nightmares upon them until they died from terror, their hearts giving out. <laughs> I fucking what love a her badass so much. Bitch right there. Um, that's, like, that's just terrifying. To whoever, I forget who, what, like, people that have said that I'm like Amran. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, this is amazing. Some had fallen into the river drinking their own spreading blood as they drowned. Some had disappeared completely. I just like that. Some had just disappeared. Yeah, we don't know. Um, But Cassian being, you know, the uh, war-minded general that he is, Valaris might be secure, but for how long? Like, Hybern knows about this place thanks to those worm queens. Great name for them. Um, who else will they sell this information to? Um, how long until the other courts come sniffing around? Or Hybern uses the cauldron again to take down our other defenses? I find it interesting that Cassian's like, who else will they sell the information to? So almost like he doesn't even seem to realize that they're in full cohorts with Hybern. It's almost like he thinks they just sold the information. You know what I mean? No. Instead of, I like, think, working with him? No, no, no. I think he's talking about other people. Well, no, I, I know, but I'm saying, like, I, I guess, again, I just don't understand their, like, thinking here where they were, like, we need more answers. Because my thing would be, like, they're definitely working with Hybern. So I'd almost be a little bit mollified because if they're working with Hybern, Hybern probably doesn't want the other courts knowing either. You know what I mean? Like, he wants to keep it, like, keep Floris for his own gain. I mean, they clearly don't, I'm being they way clearly too don't see the end game here. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, the total end game. They obviously know that yeah. like, death and destruction and power and Highburn ruling all has got to be some form of an end game. But they don't see like the pieces connected to the end game yet. Mm-hmm. Or like what the queens really stand to gain. Or what they hope yeah, to gain. Yeah, <laughs> but I think they know Dumb that bitches. the queens are working together. And so then Cassian says this, and Reese just, like, feels all this weight. You can see that he is stressing out more. He's seen, you know, you can see the weight pushing down on him further. Um, and so then Farrah goes, well, like, I hate to, like, add to this burden here, you know. But, like, if we all go to Highburn to destroy the cauldron, who's going to defend the city? And fair point. And so Amran says, like, I'll stay. And Cassian, like, opens his mouth to object, but Reese slowly looked at his second. They, you know, hold eye contact for a little bit. And then she added, If Reese must go to Highburn, then I am the only one of you who might hold the city until help arrives. Today was a surprise, a bad one. When you leave, we will be better prepared. The new world words, wards we built today will not <laughs> fall so easily. And so then they were like, okay, we're going to sleep. We're going to eat. We're going to regain some strength. And then we're going to fucking attack. And that's the plan. That's a general plan there. Honestly, with a good night's sleep and a good meal, you can do anything. So then it says, Reese did not come to bed, and when I emerged from the bath, the water clouded with dirt and blood. Ugh. 
Eva's nowhere to be found. So my thing is, you know, if I'm living in this, like, magical fucking house, I would have, you know, gotten in the water, gotten the dirt and blood off, exited the water, gotten clean water, and then re-got into the water. This is why I only take baths to relax. I, if I'm actually like sweaty or gross, I do not ba- like take a bath to yeah, clean. Because like you just end up sitting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't take baths. Yeah. Well, you don't relax. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I, can't, I don't know how to relax. Um, <laughs> to be fair, now that I say it, I don't remember the last time I did it. <laughs> but anyway, um, so then she she feels the bond. She goes upstairs, um, and he's sitting on the roof in the dark. Um, and she slides into his lap. Oh, dreams. And he is just like, so few lights, so few lights tonight. And she Mm -hmm. has to like reassure him, you know, it's not your fault. Because obviously he's taking the blame. You know, this is his city. These are his people. You know, he's the one that, you know, pretty much said like, we need to tell them our secret. Yeah. He goes, isn't it? I handed this city over to them. I said I would be willing to risk it, but I don't know who I hate more. The king, those queens, or myself. Then he finally addresses her shutting him out. You shut me out. You shielded against me completely. I couldn't find a way in. And she goes, I'm sorry. And he's like, sorry, like, be impressed. (laughs) That shield, what you did to the Atour, like, you could have been killed. And she, like, are you going to scold me for it? You know, because. I literally hate this line. What? Like, that actually, like, what I, are you going to scold me for it? Like. Babe, remember what she went through with I know, I know. That's exactly why I hate it. Oh. like, because she's like. Yeah, I was like. I was like, like. I was like, she's definitely asking, like, just to see his reaction. I don't think she. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he literally says, how could I scold you for defending my people? I want to throttle you. Yes. For not going back <laughs> to the townhouse. But you chose to fight for them for, for Laris. Like, I don't deserve you. Oh, oh romantic. Um, he meant it. Truly felt that way. Um, so sad. And she goes, we deserve each other and we deserve to be happy. And he like shudders against her. And then they kiss on the rooftop under the stars. Fucking romantic. They made love under the stars, girl. They didn't just kiss. Okay. I literally was not done. Oh, I'm but, sorry. Cool. Well, you said they were kissing under the stars. I, they like- did. Obviously they kissed. Look, it says when his lips found mine. That's a kiss, just so you know. Just so you know. Sassy Madison is my favorite. Just so you fucking know. His lips found mine. That's a fucking kiss. (laughs) Oh, God. They made love love under the stars. I was not done. (laughs) Okay. Then the next afternoon... Which I'm assuming they just slept on the fucking roof because, again, the bedrooms were not addressed. Amarin cracked the code. Uh, News was not good because when is it ever? Uh, To nullify the cauldron's powers, uh, she said, by the way, you know, just a a casual greeting. 
You must touch the cauldron and speak these words. She had them written down on a piece of paper. And Reese goes, you know this for certain. And she's offended. She's like, I'm not trying to be insulted. Um, so then um, the, it's asked, like, what happens if we put both of the halves together? And Amr just says, don't put them together. Just don't. Like, let's let's not deal with that. Does Farrah listen to this? <clears throat> Does she ever? I mean, if something is don't do it, we're going to go do it, obviously. Yes. I fully agree with that statement. And, like, obviously we should have <laughs> known, because I said, with each piece laid out, their voices blended and sang and hissed, evil and good and madness, dark and light and chaos. God, that's just so much positivity right there. <laughs> it's so positive. It says good and light. I mean, she says you, know. you put the pieces together and the blast of power will be felt in every corner and hole in the earth. You won't just attract the king of Highburn. You'll draw enemies far older and more wretched things that have been long asleep and should remain. So hmm. that's some nice foreshadowing there. Um, so then Cassian goes, then we move in now. Um, since you can't winnow he, um, without being tracked, more and as will winnow us all in. Farah breaks the cauldron and we get out. We'll be there and gone before anyone notice, notices and the king of Highburn will have a new piece of cookware. <laughs> um... And Can you imagine using the cauldron to just, like, make a stew? That'd be <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> and she goes, it could be anywhere in the castle. And Cass goes, we know where it is. And we're like, okay, like, where is it? Hello. And as goes, we've been able to narrow it down to the lower levels. Every inch of the castle and surrounding lands is heavily guarded, but not impossible to get through. We've worked out the timing for a small group of us to get in and out quick and silent and be gone before they know what's happening. Uh-huh. Sure. Then more goes, but the King of Highburn could notice Reese's presence and the moment he arrives. And if Farrah needs to nullify the cauldron and we don't know how much time, it's, that's a risky variable. And Cassie goes, well, we've considered that. So you and Reese will winnow us in off the coast. We fly in while he stays. Um, and um, as for the spell, it's a risk we have to take. So pretty much, as goes, it's a solid plan. The king doesn't know our sense. We wreck the cauldron and vanish before he notices. Um... It's honestly like listening to uh, Freddie, Daphne, and Velma make a plan and know it's all going to go to shit. <laughs> that's literally that's literally what I'm listening to right now. Um, yep. It'll be a graver insult than the bloodier direct route we'd been considering. Um, we beat them yesterday, so when we go into that castle, we'll leave a few reminders that we won the last damn war for a reason. Um, and then Reese goes, are you asking me to stay outside while my mate goes into the stronghold? 
And yep. As goes, yes. <laughs> if Farrah can't nullify the cauldron easily or quickly, we steal it, send the pieces back to the bastard when we're done breaking it apart. Either way, Farrah calls you through the bond when we're done. You and Moore winnow us out. They won't be able to track you fast enough if you only come to retrieve us. I love that Cass notices how scary calm Reese is when he asks that. So when Az answers yes, it says Cassian shifting himself slightly between them. So Cass is like, Reese might launch himself at you. I'm just gonna just gonna get between the two of you. <laughs> um And Reese being, you know, the mate that he is, if you want to go, then you go, Farah. And, like, leaving it up to her, leaving her for the decision. Um, and she says she loves him for that, obviously. He's not locking her in, not keeping her away. Um, and this, I think, is stupid. And I realized, I realized how badly I'd been treated before if my standards had become so low. If the freedom I'd been granted felt like a privilege and not an inherent right. Why is she just not realizing that? And didn't she already yeah. realize it? Haven't we talked about this before? Yeah. Yes. Question mark. Either way. Um I think it's a it's a common theme. <laughs> Reese goes, You might be my mate, but you remain your own person. You decide your fate, your choices, not me. You chose yesterday, you choose every day, forever. Oh, it might be her, maybe, like, he, he wanted to reassure her, like, even with the mating bond, that it was still, because I think this is the first time she's, like, addressed it since they, she knew about the mating bond, maybe? Mm. That could be the difference? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so then she goes, <laughs> let's go to Highburn. Oh, what good choices we've made. Um, okay, so then this is, this is. I don't, I don't know how they haven't slept together, but whatever. I was halfway up the stairs an hour later when I realized I had still no idea what room to go to. I'd gone to my bedroom since we returned from the cabin, but what of his? With Tamlin, he'd kept his own rooms and slept in mine, and I suppose, I supposed it'd be the same. Why did she suppose it'd be the same? What part of this relationship has been the same at all? I, I, all I can think is she thought it was some like weird, like court like thing for like the high, high Lord, I guess. But like either way, LOL. Um, but then she was almost to her room when Reese goes, we can use your room if you like, but either your room or mine, but we're sharing one room from now on. Just tell me whether I should move my clothes or yours. And she goes, don't you want your own space? Man's been alone 500 years, but yeah, he wants his own fucking space. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, no, unless you do. I need you protecting me from our enemies with your water wolves. And then she goes, your bed is bigger. I mean, that's solid logic right there. Done. I fully agree with that logic. And that was it. I walked in to find my clothes already there. Uh, second ar armoire now beside his. Isn't that nice? God, when I was unpacking this week, I could have used that. <laughs> Just like snap of the fingers. Oh, done. Armoire is full. I'm thinking like Mary Poppins like yeah. too. Um, 
Reese shut the door and went to a small box on the desk and then silently handed it to me. And I'm screaming. The reason why Madison wanted the chapter. Oh, the whole reason. Exactly. Um, my heart thundered as I opened the lid. This, I think, has got to be the prettiest description. And I know y'all have sent us, like, fan art of this, but I don't think the fan art does it justice. I really don't. Nothing against your artwork. <laughs> um, well, not a lot of people have done fan art of this. Like, for some reason... I don't think a lot of people know reason, what it's supposed it's to like look like. left off. So, anyway. I honestly... A lot of people... I, th- I think part of it is, like, it's hard to capture the, like, the actual, like, how the stone's supposed yeah, to look. because I've literally rare. only been sent, like, one or two. So, the star sapphire gleamed in the candlelight as if it were one of the starfall spirits trapped in the stone. Your mother's ring... And then he explains the story of why this is important. My mother gave me that ring to remind me she was always with me, even during the worst of my training. And when I reached my majority, she took it away. It was an heirloom of her family had been handed down from female to female over many, many years. My sister wasn't born yet, so she wouldn't have known to give it to her. But my mother gave it to the weaver. And then she told me that if I were to marry or mate, then the female would either have to be smart or strong enough to get it back. And if the female wasn't either of those things, then she wouldn't survive the marriage. I promised my mother that any potential bride or mate would have the test. And so it sat there for centuries. Also, real talk, how do you think Reese's mom went up to the weaver and was like, here you go. I think she probably, like, left it for her somewhere. Oh, I imagine it is, like, a badass moment where, like, Feyre's mom just, like, Reese's mom. somehow. Feyre's mom. Oh, sorry, Reese's mom, like, <laughs> um, somehow, like, went up to the cat. Well, because. She just went up to the cabin, knocked on the door, and was like, hello, Weaver. How are you doing today? Well, she, she would have known. She would have known the danger of the Weaver, would have known not to go in the cabin. So, like, I think she probably did at the very least, like, somehow address the Weaver. But if she stayed outside, she could fly away pretty she quickly. she do one of those things where she knocked on the door, left it on the <laughs> ding yeah, dong ditch? Ding dong ditch. <laughs> she, like, knocked on the door. Possibly. Like, put it. <laughs> and ran away. And ran away. <laughs> I just want to know how. I like that better. <laughs> I just want to know what ditch the Ding weaver. dong ditch the dong weaver. Ditch the yes. <laughs> yes. Um, anywho. So. <laughs> so. Farrah goes. You said this was something valuable. And he goes. It is. To me. And my family. And she starts to make the connection. So like my trip to the weaver. It was vital that we learn if you could detect those objects. But. I picked the object out of pure selfishness. She goes, so mm-hmm. I won my wedding ring without even being asked if I wanted to marry you. I fully appreciate I that. that. I fucking love that. Um, and he goes, perhaps. <laughs> and she goes, do you want me to wear it? I would have had that bad bitch on my face. I would have been like, Yes. yes. I mean, I get why but I get this conversation that... afterwards, but fuck yes. that shit. I would have worn it. Um, and he goes, only if you want to. And she goes, 
And this is like her being way more calculating than me. I would have been like, yep, give me the ring. <laughs> let's put um, it on. When we go to Highburn, let's think, let's say things go badly. Will anyone be able to tell that we're mated? Could they use this against you? And he goes, well, if they see us together and they sent us both, they'll know. So she goes, well, if I show up alone wearing a night court wedding ring. And then he like snarls. He gets so mad. So she closes the box and she says, after we nullify the cauldron, I want to do it all. Get the bond declared. Get married. Throw a, a stupid party and invite everyone in Valaris. All of it. Um, and Reese took the box from, box from her hands and set it down. And he goes, and if I wanted to go one step beyond that. And she goes, I'm listening. I purred. And he laid me down on the sheets. I want to preface this. I had no fucking idea that one step beyond that equaled fucking high ass motherfucking high lady. I fully agree. I had no idea. I had no no fucking idea, but boss ass bitch. I love that. Yep. And Reese was totally all for it too. He was the one who suggested it. I'm like mildly proud because the thought entered my mind the first time I read the book, but like, I didn't actually think that's like it. It's one of those where like you read like, you're like, Oh, that could be a possibility. But then like, you're like, eh, probably not. Like you just dismiss it. You know what I mean? Like I dismissed it. I thought of it, which is great. Like proud of myself, pat on the back, but like I dismissed it and I don't know why I did. I also am like so sad that we don't get the scene after that. I I am too. Even if like but, we, we even if we don't get the scene of them like doing the bond or whatever, him like asking her and telling her his ideas. Just that little sexual scene. I would have liked that. Yeah. I agree with that. Either way. All right. So, and Madison ends on a fun note. I start off on a stupid note. A stupid note. <laughs> Pretty much, they're going to go find the culture. Why is that like, stupid? That's like what we've been. I just, I that's what we've been working towards this whole time. I don't. I just. It's yeah. Yours is more fun. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I knew that. That's why I picked it. <laughs> I'm so surprised. So surprised. So she sends me a text. I'm mid work, and I'm like, wedding ring chapter. <laughs> immediately i was like i shouldn't i shouldn't even ask this one um so reese farah more as and cassian are going to go find the culture now um farah is pretty much everyone is pretty much strapped to the nines with steel um she has blades strapped all over her hidden in her boots my inside pockets which little confusing to me because wouldn't that be like inside pockets like stab yourself by accident but what that's that was my thought process just it's my thought process what the hell is she doing to stab herself (laughs) inside pockets like there's night there's like there's liners in your pot like that's what you oh and she's putting okay did you just think she just had a simple linen pocket and like shoving a nagger in and put it in her pocket (laughs) okay you worry me I worry clearly, myself she's not around knives okay. that often. Uh, clearly. 
Um, so... And then she has the Illyrian Blade on her back. Um, so they're pretty much ready to go. They're all too quiet. And as they're sitting there, the uh, voice near her chest whispered, Hello, lovely, wicked liar. Which, I was kind of intrigued about that comment. Because I know it's like with her, like wicked liar, but I always kind of thought it was about more. Because more was like close to them. Oh, I took it as this is the half from the summer court that knew she lied. Remember, it called her a liar because she tried to tell the book that she was Tarkin. And she was like, and the book was like liar. And I think this is the half of the book just kind of continuing their fun, fun little friendship there. Gotcha. Little little pet name, you know. But that is interesting. I look. That does make it better. But like I said, I kind of thought like more is a little bit closer. And we know more is getting a little bit more of a habit of lying. Um, so uh, she has a spell on her, uh, but she didn't, she like, she hasn't thought to sp- speak it yet just because, you know, some bad shit could possibly happen, which it probably would. Um, they get ready to leave. Reese is like, we'll be in and out before you miss us. Guard Valeris where? Well, um, and Amrin is, like, looking at the gloved hands and weapons. That cauldron, she said, makes the book seem harmless. If the spell fails, or if you cannot move it, then leave. Fly well. And so, they turn to go. And, like, Reese, like, steps, like, Reese and Farrah kiss. And, um, she tells him, I'll be fine, we'll all be fine. And then all of a sudden, Cassian bowed and goes, With my life, High Lord, I'll protect her with my life. Reese looked over to Az. He nodded, bowing and said, With both our lives. And that just kind of show, goes to show the seriousness of the situation because Cassian and Az never call him High Lord. And so that's like, All right, we're kind of going into we're in a, a very interesting situation moment. here. Imagine if this situation was played out and they actually knew. That Pharaoh was the high lady, too? Like, they're doing all this because they're like, oh, we love Pharaoh. She's part of the inner circle. Yeah. She's our high lord. And she's mate. a mate. And yeah. we know, especially as in A Court of Wings and Ruin, he takes her. He's the high lady, man. He gives her all of the respect. So I'm just, like, sitting here like, oh, these poor bastards. They have no idea. They have no idea. No idea. Um, And so then... uh. Reese then looks at me, uh, uh, more and more goes, I know my orders. And she wonders what those orders might be and why hasn't she been told, but then they went no away. Um, so Cassian, As, and more, more Winnows again, but Cassian and As start flying towards the, um, towards Highburn. And the description of this, like, it's paragraphed in like different sections, but it all like coming together to me, is just so creepy and eerie. No lights burned on it, but it felt old, as if there was a spider that had been waiting in its web for a long, long time. A wall of bone-white cliffs arose, their tops flat and grassy, leading the way to a terrain of sloping barren hills and an overwhelming sense of nothingness. And then... Around a bend in the coast, built into the cliffs, perched above the sea, was a lean, crumbling castle of white stone. Not imperious marble, not elegant limestone, but off-white, bone-colored. Perhaps a dozen spires clawed at the night, a few lights flickered 
in the windows and balconies. No one outside. No one. No patrol. So, like, the description of, like, Highburn's castle literally just sounds like an evil dwelling, of course. His entire land does. Yeah. Well, and, like, the analogy of it, like, as a spider is even more terrifying to me. That. I hate spiders. As everyone knows. (laughs) But, like, also... Isn't Highburn, like, so run down because, like, I think we hear about it, like, ever since he lost the war, the King of Highburn's just been, like, a little, like, twat just sitting there, like, sad and just plotting and, like, yeah, well, like, I, I don't know like, if he hasn't done right anything word. for He's been, like, pretty angry revenge plotting. Well, but what I'm saying is, that's what I was saying, is, like, he's, he's, like, neglected his own land. He's so mad about losing the war with Printhian and wanting Printhian that he, like, has his own little island. Like, Hybern on the map is a pretty decent-sized island, and he doesn't do shit with it. Like, it sounds like everyone in Hybern is, like, in despair, basically. Like, they live a, Wait. like, shitty life. Oh my god, I just had a super dumb realization. Do we ever get his name? The King of Or Hybern. is literally his land King Hybern named after him? No, Highburn is the land, and he is the king of Highburn. But there's, like, does... We don't get... Do I don't have... think we ever hear his name. He's just the king of Highburn. Okay. Wow. We can just call him douche if we want. I mean, that works for me, but I was... Wow, that's a really dumb realization. Okay. Um. So, they're getting closer, and we kind of get, like, a little hint of the plan. Moore's going to be waiting by the sea door um, where the guards are going to be changing the shifts, and then Reese is going to be, will be waiting there on their way out. Um, as they're getting closer, both halves of the, like, the book is saying, home, take me home. Country like, road, oh, take God. me home <laughs> to the place. Um, and so then, as they're getting there, they, she starts to feel the cauldron. Ancient, cruel, without allegiance to anyone but itself. The cauldron. They needn't have bothered learning where it was held inside. Where it was held inside this castle, I had no doubt I'd been drawn right to it. I shuddered. And so, casting's like easy. They get to the door. More was waiting. And, um, more waited for us. Her eyes on Cassian as we landed. They didn't speak, but their glances were was too long. To be anything but casual. Um, and so, like, Azriel goes in, kills a bunch of guards, and they start going through the castle. Um, she really didn't need to focus on tracking the cauldron because she literally, like, it was, like, pulling her towards it. Um, as they're going through, Cassie and Az are, like, killing people in their wake. Um, and she goes... Um, she She's, like... She's upset about the deaths, but then, but not these deaths. No, those I did not mind. These people, these people had hurt Reese. They had brought tools with them to incapacitate him. They had sent him to a legion to wreck and butcher my city. So, she's totally okay with them killing people, which I'm fully... I was going to say, I'm I'm really digging, like, killer, killer mode Kaz and Az. Yeah, oh my gosh, I know. And then more, of course, is like... Yeah, and then more, of course, is, like, the last line of defense who's also there. Um, and she, like, they get to the sail rail leading down, down, down. I pointed, nausea rolling. There, it's down there. 
And so they're going down into this like creepy dungeon and the Book of Breathing's side, home, home. And they're standing in the this change, chamber and in the center of the room atop a small dais sat the cauldron. Why would you dun, dun, not? Dun. Why would you not? I'm not saying Cass and Az aren't badasses and they came up with a great plan. Why would you not, after all this time and all the energy it took to come up with the information that you needed to make at this point, why would you not pause and be like, man, this was somewhat easy? Yeah. One would yeah, assume. One would assume. Especially I, it's at, too easy. Yeah. Especially after you just got your city attacked after being like, oh yeah, we should definitely show them more. Like, honestly, guys, your yeah. battle-worn warriors, your strategists, everything, I'm not saying you're dumb. But you're dumb. You're dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah, I fully agree with that. Statement. I just, I, I don't, like, reading that chapter, like, going through it, like, yes, Cass and Az had to kill people, but they killed, like, you're telling me that this cauldron, the King of Hybron's been, like, 500 years in the making of, like, revenge, like Madison said, he's focused on revenge. You're telling me that the King of Hybern, with this cauldron, just put it in his castle, didn't know about a sea door, and didn't change up his guard schedules, and only had, like, a one shift of guards on it that was easily taken down by Cassinez, who are, like, badasses. Don't get me wrong, they could take down an entire legion, I'm sure. But, like... <sighs> and then the cauldron's just sitting on a little day, like, hey, hey, girl, hey... <laughs> Like, no. Just no. Oh, Anywho. Frustrating. Uh, what are we currently reading? Okay. So, um, I don't have mine typed up, so I had to go to my Kindle. Before <clears throat> we start, though, can we just say that the next, like, episode or two are going to be terrible? <laughs> They're going to be pretty sad. They're going to be pretty emotional. And then it's not even like we get a like a, a like a redemption quick because then we're in a court of wings and ruin and we all know how that one begins. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> That's gonna be rough. Oh, we're gonna be in. right. I just realized that we've literally we've got eight chapters left, so probably like three three weeks or so, and then we'll do like you know like maybe we'll do another book boyfriend or something. And then, I mean, we got like months before we get back to the good shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be a long road ahead. Like there'll be but interesting like, like what happens. And, Ruin and Wings and Ruin, we got like a lot of war <laughs> and like a lot of shit. Yeah, we do. To be we fair, do. though, to be fair, though, I am genuinely excited to like really dissect each and every nefarious, fucking amazing thing that Feyre does to undermine the Spring Court. I will say that that's gonna be fun. That's a fun one. Yeah, that's the fun aspect. But, like, for the most part, just, like, fuck off. God. Sorry, continue. Go back to the fun fun stuff. I'm sorry. I just had that realization, and I, I needed to share my misery. So, anywho, what am I reading? <laughs> Let me tell you. So, I read a book. It's called Slow Heat by Lita Blake. Um, it's an Omegaverse book. Good name. Book. Good name. It's an Omegaverse book. And it was, like, heat and mating <clears throat> bonds great shit great shit but let me tell you it may have been the longest omegaverse book i've ever read it was good like i mean sex was good heat was good all that was good there was a lot of plot there was like a lot of plot that was going on um so 
I mean, I guess that was good. It was like 400 pages. And for like an Omegaverse heat book, that is long. That is very long. Um, other than that, I know I, I read some series this week. What the hell did I read? <laughs> I read like a three book tr- series this week and I can't for the life of me remember it because it's on Kindle. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I, shit. I finished this series that I, like, was talking about last week. Um, it was by DJ Jameson, the Love Notes series. I finished that. I read books one, two, and three. I was rereading book one because, like, he finished the series and I had read book one, like, a while ago. I read book two and three. They're good. Pretty humorous. Contemporary. And then, so I needed some, you know, nodding, you know, Omegaverse heat so i shifted back it's all about balance so i shifted back and then i read that one so yeah i read some good stuff this week before i get into what i was reading madison i have to tell you um so my husband and i attended a uh very small don't worry very small uh wedding with all the precautions for covid so that was actually really cool but one of the guests is one of my husband's friends um from his uh work from school and she loves to read. So, like, this is my first time meeting her. So, like, we sat at the table and talked for, like, an hour just on books. And she reads all of the books we do. She hasn't read A Court of Thorn and Roses. So, I'm definitely, like, I was pushing her. I was like, you need to read this series. And she's like, I know. Everybody tells me that. But she then we were talking about Kindle Unlimited. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, I always have a Kindle Unlimited book. I always have a physical book. And I was talking about it. And I was mentioning some of, like, the, you know, our hot and heavy that we really like to read. The smut. Yeah. Everything. Like, the good shit. And we were talking, like, MM romances, things like that. And then she said, she asked me a question, and I got to answer, I don't, but my friend Madison does, and then brought up your Goodreads page (gasps) to show her. Oh, hang on. Because she said, do you read Omegaverse? Yes! And I lost it. She must have thought I was drunk, and I was not drunk at that point. But she was, like, looking at me, and I was like, I cannot wait. And I was like, I just need to tell you, because I told her about the podcast. I was like, we record tomorrow, and I cannot wait to tell Madison that I met someone that was talking about the Omegaverse. So I pulled up her, first off, I pulled up her Goodreads. She had just finished Lost and Found, which uh, you put me yes. on, the which I loved. And then, oh, she was literally on her drive back, because it was in Raleigh, so it was a, like, two-hour and 40-minute drive, and she was driving back, too. Then I find out, it was funny, it was meant to be. So first we go through like her Goodreads and she's like, and she had her Goodreads up and I had pulled yours up because I'm friends with you or whatever on Goodreads and like literally matching (laughs) and like the same authors. And she was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) Then it got better because she's like, oh, have you read? Um, cause she's a te she's a teacher. And like, I'm sure if any of you can kind of feel this teachers right now are like, it's psycho for them. So she hasn't gotten to read as much and she's been a little bit out. But she was like, man, I've had From Blood and Ash on my list forever. And I was like, oh, you need to read that. And she goes, I finally just caved because I haven't had time to, like, read it. She's like, I caved and got the Audible. And she's like, I'm going to start that on my drive home. And I was like, this is perfect. And I was like, my other co-host just read From Blood and Ash because we keep telling her to. So, like, long story short. Long story short, she, like, she and I, like, are connected on instant, like, obviously her and Ian talk and everything, so I'm, like, super excited to hear about that, but oh I was dying, God. because, and then I told her, I'm really excited, because this bleeds into what I'm reading, I was like, dude, 
ever since Den of Vipers, I, like, reverse harem my shit. And she was like, ooh, I've heard about Den of Vipers. And I was like, I'm telling you, a lot of people, it's too much. And she and she looked me dead in the eye, and she's like, not for me. Dude. And dude, I was like, yes. Katie Knight has a new reverse harem coming out that is Den of Vipers gangster-esque. And I am Oh, stoked. dope. Because I'm still, uh, I read the first, I'm waiting for the third book of Her Monsters, which is K.A. Knight. Yeah. And it's reverse harem. Um, but so that's I think good I just to know. Katie so Knight. I'm apologizing. It's definitely. It sounded like K A. Okay, I'm worse. definitely apologizing. I thought it was K. I thought you said K A. I Knight, think but. so. Oh, fuck me. I don't know. Whatever I said, I apologize. Hold on. Before you go on, though, because I had several people message me mm-hmm. about this book, and I did finish it this week. The what book? Antihero. The two antiheroes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Romance. Where he didn't you? Spoiler. Didn't he like kill someone really, okay, really early so, on or yes. something? So listen. There are trigger warnings for this book, guys, but I'll talk about it. Um, So, one, you have to read the trigger warnings because, I mean, they are two anti-heroes. I mean, it is – they are not likable characters at the beginning of the book or in book one of this – you don't have to read book one, but in book one of the series. Um, There is violence in this book. There is – there's talks of abuse, spousal abuse, language, sexual content. I mean – there are trigger warnings. You have to read the trigger warnings or you can ask me, like DM me, whatever. But, yeah. I mean, there is talk of murder, which there's a plot twist to the murder. Plot twist oh, to the no. murder that, like, literally blows your mind, like, 75% of the way through the book. Um, I'm going to have to add this to my list. It is, it is crazy. I've never read a book like this. I love the plot because it is so different. It's so different. It's like the two ex-lovers from the first book get together. And like it is the most one of the most unique stories I've read in like a really long time. It's Let Me Hate You by Gianni Holmes. Um, But you don't need book one. You don't have to to read book one. I like book one, though. So maybe you should read it. Okay. Okay. Let Me Love You by Gianni Holmes was the first one. Um, I are agreed for her. So that's why I've read them. But, um, so good. They're on KU, so I recommend it. But if you're looking for something very different you and, like, you've read the trigger warnings and you're fine with it, read it. It's very interesting. It's very good. Good read. I actually had several people message me about it, so I'm sorry. I had to interrupt you for that. No, you're but fine. But anyway, go on to yours. I'll add that to my list. Um... Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, started off the week, I finished Lord of Shadows, second book in the Dark Artifices. Damn you, Cassandra Clare, for that ending. And I, like, Mads, you called it a cliffhanger. I'm not even going to call it a cliffhanger because it's not really a cliffhanger. It's more just like, what the fuck is going on? See, that's what she I always finished that does book. with book two, though. That's why I have not I know. started I knew that. I knew that in my mind. I knew it from all the other books. I knew it. I knew it, guys. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Madison warned me. I yep. knew it. It was in my mind. I still, I finished that book, and you can ask Madison. I was fucking livid. I was livid. I was like, nope, mm-mm. Can't do this right now. Mm-mm. No, because, of course, Madison was like, you need to read Queen of Aradardas. Read it out. And I was like, no, fuck you. Mm-mm. I'm taking a break. So, that break had turned into me reading um, Tate James. It's a Mad- It's called the Madison Kate series, and it's on Kindle Unlimited, uh, Reverse Harem. Uh, some gang shit, some, like, mafia shit, some UFC fighting. Honestly, just heaven. Okay, I'm really a big fan. A lot of violence, a lot of sex, uh, hot men, 
the the main character, Madison Kate, she's fucking badass too. Love her. Um, I'm on book. I think I'm on the fourth book right now. They're each about three fifty to five hundred pages on KU, so they're decently long. Um, oh, and like creepy too. Like there's a lot of murder, but like there's some stalker. There's like some old unsolved crimes that come into play. It's actually really cool. Um, so I'm finishing. I'm on the fourth book. Um, I'm sad because I'm already on the fourth book, and I'm pretty sure it's the last. I don't know if she's doing more in this series. But she did do, there's like a two book, so, well, so far two books spinoff with some of the side characters in the same story. So that'll definitely be on my list for my KU reads. Um, but as far as physical book, I believe I am now in a spot that I can start Queen of Air and Darkness. Um, I swear to God, though, if I start that, if, if there's not even just like a low glimpse of happy within the night, like the first hundred pages, even just, I don't even know, like eat some waffles, something nice. And just relaxing and happy. I don't. I don't let know why. Tell I'm hungry. You, okay. I don't know. Let me tell you. One of my favorite, 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 and most happy scenes ever is in Queen of Air and Darkness. Okay, but that's a big book. How far into Queen of Air and Darkness? How much sadness must I you take? Know, I'd actually have to read. I I would have to look it up. I have no idea where it is in the book because I read it a long time ago. You've disappointed me. So that's been my, uh, it's a good, a good reading week. Um, like I said, because I needed the break, most of my reading this week was on, uh, Kindle Unlimited. So I think I had like four or five Kindle Unlimited books throughout the week. And then I will, hmm? man, so I just like, love yeah. that you have a friend that reads Omegaverse. Now I just want to talk to her. That's fucking Dude, great. I fucking love if her. If anyone uh, like, reads Omegaverse can really, you, or like Shifter Romances, can, can you just message me? I just want to talk just about. Tell you yeah, message, I just want to talk Madison. about like we don't really and like bonds and mating bonds. Me, and shit. But me and Blake are not. Can I just tell you though? So her and I, like at this point, everybody else there because our table was like all of like that of like Ian's friend group, right? And they were, like, the bride wanted pictures with most of them, like, for different ones. So they were all, like, it was literally just her and I at the table, except for one poor unfortunate, one of Ian's other friends, her her date that she brought, who, like, had never met anyone, he was, like, on the other side of the table. So it was just him just sitting there, minding his own business, and her and I talking. And, I mean, anybody that listens to this, I talk very loudly. So did she. So, like, this poor sap who doesn't know anyone is sitting there listening to me be like, oh, yeah, reverse harem, man. There's threesomes, foursomes. Like, she's, like, uh, happy ending. And she's talking about Omegaverse. And then we're talking about, like, MM romance. And then we were talking about, like, how it's hard to find, like, good poly romances. And, like, our favorite, like, smut scenes that we've had in books. And, like, at one point, I looked over. And this man is literally just sitting there, like, I wish you could see my face. I understand that you can't see my face, but like he was like looking off into the distance, bright red, eyes are the size of like saucers, just like ooh. And I was like, I think I've made this man uncomfortable, and I'm petty and funny, so I was just like, I'm gonna keep going. But like it was so funny because like he was blatantly like trying not to like show that he was listening, but I was like, oh god. So it was it cracked me Kaylin, up. Caitlin, so. what did you read this week? So I read and finished from Blood and Ash. Yay! Can we just say that that sh that shows how much you like it because you can take a while with a book and you blew before we even knew you were reading it. Madison like asked and you mentioned something. We're like, wait, you're on page like three hundred. What the fuck? I was actually really pissed off. I... You were like, you were like, oh, I was just gonna finish it and then tell you. And I was like, what? <laughs> Yes, I was going to do that, um, but I finished it on Friday, 
it was really good the second book is coming today i actually haven't checked my mail today but it is coming today so i'll be reading that uh, i am so- also reading i am also reading <gasps> where the crawdads sing you have to tell me how this is it's so i'm only i'm only about like let me see I'm only about 60 pages in right now, but it is so good. It's set in North Carolina, isn't it? Because that's like... I've, yep. I saw it it's on like... It's set in the, the Reese... marshes of North Carolina. Yeah, okay. So I saw that yep. on the like Reese Witherspoon book club because I've, honestly, a lot of their book picks I actually really enjoy. But I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I saw the cover and the pretty colors of it and I was like, oh, I'll look at it's, that. And then... It's a really, really good book. I actually... So the funny thing is my entire family has read it and they oh. loved it. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm I haven't... on that train. I haven't heard anyone say, like, anything bad about it. No, it's it's but really good. is it, like, what is it? Is it, like, a mystery, or? It's a, like, it's literally a murder mystery, and, um, and then, like, a, it's a pretty much about, so it's a murder mystery, and then it's focused around this girl who, like, lives in the marsh by herself, because her whole family, like, up and left. Her dad is abusive. <laughs> As Mads falls asleep. Yeah. Wait, like um, this little girl lived in the marshes of North Carolina by herself? Yeah. She was like six years old when she like six or seven when she like What did the all did the, the gators left. adopt her or something? Like a wolf pack? No, <laughs> she just figured out how to live on her own. But it's like oh my God. She, her entire family first left when she was seven and then her and now it's like I wanna say it was ten years later, so she's like seventeen or eighteen. Is she in um, society yet or No, she's literally she's living in the marshes. By herself. Imagine how terrible your hair would be. Yeah. So. Anywho. As Madison does not care. <laughs> yeah, Madison's like, go back to football now. Um, okay, so. But, like, for real, though, hang on, Caitlin, you need to confirm on our story today when you get your mail because I need to know if you have the second book. So, guys, you know what that means from Blood and Ash podcast episodes are coming. That's so exciting. Um, oh, my God. I want the third book so bad. I know. When does the third book come out? Uh, April 20th. April 2nd? Oh. I know. I only wow, know this because it's my mom's birthday. I love that it's your mom's birthday, but that just kind of ruined my day because for some reason I thought it was April I'm 2nd. I'm pretty sure it's the 20th. Maybe Wait, I always, I my my psycho mind saw the 20th and I just dropped the zero. I was like, April 2nd, that's it. it's the that's 20th. It. I'm like 90% sure. So I'm going to have to wait. Oh, I hate, this is why I hate reading series. Aren't... Hang on, I'm, I'm double checking, I'm double checking. April 20th, yep, so. yep, we're fucked. So. We're fucked. Okay, anywho, um, social media, subscribe, review, ACOTR podcast. Um, share our photos, please, uh, if you like them. Uh, I've gotten great reviews on our new theme. So, um... It's... I I have fully appreciated thank you, it. Thank you. Ever since I moved into the new house, I changed themes. I thought, new house, new theme. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it felt right. So, um, here's the thing, though. Our listener of the week. I have talked to this girl so much this week. Shout out to she read a touch of darkness this week and then sent me a message. No, she sent me a message. Um, I've actually talked to her so much this week. She blew through um, Crave and Crush and then bought oh, Covet. Yeah. Um, she is with you, Blake. Love Triangle ain't doing her right. Okay. Fuck yes. She goes. 
But she also blew through a touch of darkness yesterday. Like blew through Because it. it's so she good. She goes, I started a touch of darkness and I just got to the eye contact part. It's not wake me up from a nap good, but I get it now. <laughs> See? Hang on, hang on. You laughed through the last part. She said, but I get it now, guys. But I'm not going to lie. I read that. She was but- like. I, I got know, the I eye contact part, and I was like, "LOL." Um, the sa- I wish that anywho, was the only person is, that's done uh, that to her us. Her Insta handles bookworm nine five nine. It's Caitlin Bauer. Um, we have messaged so much this week, like literally so much. She's bought so many new books, and she has blew through um, a ton of the reading. And we have just honestly been messaging a ton so i was like oh my god so wait 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 has she started covet yet i haven't no, started so she COVID needed yet. a break okay, okay. because like crush was she angry crush, was she a little she angry, was a little angry. <laughs> she was a little angry yeah. um yeah. but anywho um caitlin you read when you get to that series you will un i hope you understand uh, i swear to god if you take madison's side series hurt okay but the- no hang on caitlin the good thing about this one this is the third book already came out the fourth one's supposed to come out in the fall tracy wolf fucking like churns these out so like you wouldn't so wait that serious. long anywho Whatever. so um but then she like i don't have the picture anymore but she sent me a picture of one of the lines and she goes forget the eye contact this is what i'm here for like a better line but anywho i was like you know what you queen so shout out this week because we have just messaged all week and it's been great and shout out for somewhat justifying me (laughs) (laughs) but also though i really do like i love hearing that people like that book because that that book i love that series and i'm anxiously awaiting the next but i'm telling you if anyone wants to chat omegaverse you'll get a shout out oh my god i just wanna i just wanna chat about heats and bonding to be honest because I just started a new series, and I'm only, like, ten pages into it. But I'm, like, I'm okay with it at the moment. I haven't decided. You're ten pages in? <laughs> well, ten pages can tell me a lot. I'm telling you, it can tell me a lot. All right. All right. It's okay. I judge a book by its cover. Oh, my God. I don't need I can't. Sometimes I am a cover buyer, though, I will admit. Um, yeah. I've gotten, okay, does anybody else do this at the bookstore? Because I've gotten, like, weird looks. So I, on my shelves, I do naked. Like, I don't keep the dust jackets on. Like, I do the naked covers, right? So, like, if I'm in a store looking at a hardcover, I'll take the dust jacket off and literally, like, look at the book and be like, oh, okay, I like this color, I like this thing. I've done this multiple times, and I'll look over, and people are just, like, I don't know if people think I'm trying to steal the dust jacket or the book or something, but, like, I've gotten a lot of weird looks from people when I'm doing that at a bookstore. Is that weird? I... I, so I don't read with my dust jackets on, but I put them back on. Oh, I don't. I, like, I have, like, a paper, like, I'll, like, paper clip them, and I have a system, and they're in the one of the drawers under my day bed. Like, all of mine are naked covers. It bothers, Ian doesn't like it. He'll walk in here and, like, it, like, he, like, twitches. But, like, I don't know, every now and then, because you'll take a dust jacket off every now and then, and, like, it's, I, it's nothing against dust jackets. A lot of them are pretty, and, like, I have a lot of special editions with, like, the art on them that I really like, but, like, sometimes you take it off and look at the book, and it's gorgeous. Like, the colors and the... Never... Okay. I see now that, yes, I am weird. From your looks, I can... I see now. I don't do it, but, I mean... I don't know. I don't judge anyone that does. Teach his own. Thank you for that. Anywho, that is our episode for the week. Um, Also, enjoy our new logo. It's going to be posted. Oh, my God, guys. So ready. I can so die exciting. a happy, happy woman. I cannot wait to see people's reactions. It's so good. 
Okay. All right. So with that, I'm going to, we're going to sign off because that way we can get to like posting it quicker and you can see it because we really are excited. So, all right, guys, as always, cheers to our high fae bays. Bye.